This episode of Eye to Eye is brought to you by Janique Locks. If you're in the 757 and interested in getting locks, she is the one to go to. Specializes in all kinds of locks, dreadlocks, micro locks, sister locks, extensions, interlocks, interlocking, and more. To set an appointment, feel free to check her out on Facebook, Janique Locks. That's G-E underscore N-I-Q-U-E Locks. On Instagram, at Janique Locks, or simply visit her website, JaniqueLocks.com. Janique Locks, where locks are envied. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, what's really good? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest and greatest episode of Eye to Eye, short for Inspire to Inspire. I now just sound like a spoken word poem. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. Yeah. Inspire to Inspire. Uh, the podcast is all about being open, honest, and real about life and faith, and of course, as always, we are willing to boldly go where most folks ain't trying to. And, of course, this will be another uh, grand episode in which we do that. As always, my name is Jordan. My name is Devin. And we are glad to have you guys rocking with us. Uh, and today, we actually have a very special guest uh, who is in our midst and presence. And by that, I mean available via FaceTime, uh, coming from the Maryland, D.C., DMV area. Uh, but, you know, she might as well be in here. And it's, it's like home because she's a little sister of mine. Uh, let's give it up for Bria Brown. Bree, how you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? Um, you know, we're doing good. We're doing well. I am uh, back from the dead. I was uh, real sick and uh, looked like I won't go make it, but I had a praying grandmother. And uh, <laughs> I don't know All if she right. actually prayed for this specifically, but no, nah, I, I don't ever get sick. So that's the only reason yeah. I just wanted to make note of that because I was actually in my bed for two and a half days. What, what kind days. of sick? Were you diagnosed with something? Because um, there's something going around like globally that's a little bit of an issue. Yeah, nah. Um, it wasn't the, the coronavirus by any means. Okay. Sir. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, now, nice. you, know, you, you know Shoop. Um, so uh, Shoop had me weak. He was like, I don't yes. think anybody has a coronavirus, but I think I might have the Dos Equis. Mm, um, that's yeah, that that virus right there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely didn't have that. We were, we were talking about dad jokes earlier. <laughs> he definitely has the throne. Bro, yo, he does. Yeah, he owns those, man. He mm-hmm. owns them. Uh, no, I had um, it was like an upper respiratory something, and then yeah. I think it attached itself to something else. I don't know what the heck that was, but uh, the the effects are definitely gone. And I give God all praise because if I had another day of that, I'd have been homicidal. And shout out to Grams. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Grams. Can I get her number? If I get sick, then I can just text her. No, 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 no not at all. <laughs> okay, not one bit. I'll, That's I'll, fine. I'll, just, I'll no, just just hoard her prayers to yourself, dude. You know, I mean, it, I'll just tell her to pray for you. Is that okay? I don't think I don't mm-hmm. need. No, I don't need. Especially no, not my mom's mom. You don't have any. You cannot talk to her. No, 
she got too many stories, bro. She was the one to live with us in ATL. Now nah, you, mm-mm. nope, nope, nope. Maybe my dad's mom. I'll ask Michelle. I'll get the number. Nah, it's not <laughs> happening, bro. It's not happening. Anyway, I'm so sorry, Bree. Bree. <laughs> so you're here, and yeah, uh, yeah. So now what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about uh, uh, what Bree's doing um, and how she's blessing the people uh, with this wonderful, wonderful concept, vision, um, and everything else that she has uh, created. And I'll go ahead and let you uh, give your backstory in just a sec, Bree. But I just want to mm-hmm. preface it that I just want y'all to know that um, Jordan Brown, uh, as an access advisor, did actually do some really good things, and 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 good things <laughs> came from it. And Bree is a byproduct of that. Uh, and so <laughs> I'm taking all, not all the credit. I'm, I'm going to take a good good portion of the credit though, because she came yeah. from beautiful yet supreme, supremely ratchet Churchland High School. In, in Portsmouth, Virginia. <laughs> and she's laughing because she knows I'm right. You are. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, uh, that being said, yeah, Bree, so who are you first and foremost? And then after that, what have you created? And let us talk about some of the stuff that you've created this evening. All right. Well, you know, uh, as he said, I'm a graduate of Supremely Ratchet Churchill High School. Is that what you said? Yeah, Supremely like Ratchet, yeah. You know, I mean, you wow, guys are a nation ratchet. now. Trucker nation. <laughs> Look, the only school in America that I know where the mascot is a trucker. Like, think about that, bro. Yeah, yeah hmm. like not a tiger, not not nope. a lion, not not even mm-hmm. like a, a seahawk or something. Does it have a tall netted hat? What no, do you bro, mean by a yeah, trucker? No, like their mascot <laughs> Is a redneck looking dude with like a three day shadow rocking a flannel shirt. <laughs> Wait, where is this school? <laughs> In B Town, bro. B Town has a redneck mascot. <laughs> yes, you can't make <laughs> no, this stuff on. up, man. <laughs> okay, when's our next game? I'm, I'm going. You can't make this stuff up, B. Hey, it's, it's, it's right down the street from the crib, yo. Wow. Come on over. We'll uh, we'll go watch and you can just watch an amazement. Yeah, okay. they, they yeah, they kept the same mascot for years. That sucker looks like he's on like five deathbeds, but they just keep rocking with it. So is it okay if <laughs> if I went down there and I'm like, I'm offended by this mascot? Uh no? Nah. Okay. It's right. it's Churchland, bro. Not it, that I would do that. I'm just gonna say, you know, I, I love Churchland. It's a it's a real homey area, but it makes sense. Okay. To have that as a mascot, it does. I mean, I'm just gonna defer to your wisdom on this. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really having a hard time. There's nothing you can do about it. No, not only that, yo, Bree, Bree, back me up. Yeah. Back me up. What's up? He drove a vehicle. In the basketball stadium, was it a truck? That's a basketball stadium. I need to be shot. Basketball yeah, it stadium. Was, no, it was. It, it was a. It was. It was a power wheel. He used to yeah. drive a power yep. wheel. And it was a like power a, wheel. Yeah, on, it was like it was like a. Like what a, did he drive on the football court? Uh, the f- <laughs> only you, boy. Yeah, only you. And it was. It was the same thing. He drove it around the track wow. during like homecoming and stuff. Yeah, and so yeah, they just they they worked that whole thing. Oh my god, it was so great to watch. Very interesting to say the least. It was. You have no idea. No kidding. Oh wow. Okay. Again, Brie, just you can you can stab us if you want to through the phone. It's fine. Um, not but at yeah. all. Not at all. Okay. So yeah, you graduated from there. What happened next? Yeah. So I graduated from there. I went to Virginia Commonwealth University and graduated with a degree in psychology. And then I decided to kind of stay in that lane a little bit. I went to Howard University and I got my Matches in social work, and I became a licensed social worker. So that's what I do now. I work with kids in a school, haha, like you did. <laughs> Joy. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite part. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's what I do now um, by day. And I spend a lot of my time and my energy outside of that um, on my wellness blog called The Art of Bee, which I launched in 2016. Um, at the time, I was just looking for a way to express myself um, because I was kind of on this this self-healing journey. I knew that I had a lot of things that I was trying to work through at the time, you know, past experiences when I was a teenager and um, just trying to navigate through young adulthood. And it has kind of evolved into something that, um, again, was definitely for personal purposes. You know, I wanted to express myself, but um, I realized that the things that I speak on really land well with people um, because we're never alone in the things that we go through. And so I think that it has been um, a great journey so far. So the blog focuses on um, holistic wellness and we're elevating through our mind, bodies, and spirits. So I create spaces for discussions and talk about strategies on how to maintain wellness through like healthy and real mediums. Because I think that when we're talking about wellness, it's kind of like a lofty concept. It's kind of like up in the air and people, you know, it's kind of like this mystic thing, but wellness is something that's very real and we can have, you know, tangible steps to approach certain things, whether it's mental, whether it's through like physical health or uh, like emotional wellness and things like that. So I just try to create the space for that and have conversations and offer, you know, some insight into, you know, what I've learned through my career, but also what I've learned through just my personal um, journey on healing. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. That's good. That's good. How, uh, how old are the kids that you work with? Uh, currently, the kids I work with are in elementary school. Okay. Um, but since I started working with kids, I've worked with kids from kindergarten all the way up to young adults. Who, what is your favorite age to work with? Um, probably like early adolescence, um, just because they're kind of out of that, like crying, whining stage, yeah. but mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, they're open, you know, enough and you can talk to them regularly and normally, and they're open enough to receive whatever it is that you're telling them. And it's kind of like they have these aha moments where it's like, oh, it's actually clicking. Now, whether or not they apply it, you know. Eh, so that but. that eventually does happen then, that they, I don't, I'm still it starts to click. Up. I was just waiting. I was hoping that she was going to say like ages three to six and then I could just yeah. ship my boys. <laughs> and, no, no. and then you could, you could just heal their mind, body, and spirit. There you go. That'd be good. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that, that I, I don't know if, if, if Bri really needs that. Bri just needs yeah. a, a personal trainer. No, um, he needs that, but he also just needs to learn how to use the potty. I'm yeah, just going to, no, you know. Can we have like a, a PPT, like a personal potty trainer? Um, I don't I don't know how or much that would trainer, cost. Fitness coach. Yeah, that, I mean, yo, that's, that's a gold mine right there. Yeah, they're probably on Craigslist, but it's got to be like a <laughs> very specific niche zip code. Yeah. Now, Ty, though, I think, yeah, Ty would, oh, Lord, Ty would probably love you, too. Well, just, I'm like, you Probably. Would, he you, has aha moments now. You wouldn't get him back. No. I would, I would probably assert that she would get him and you'd never see him again. Mm-hmm. That would be his choice, too. That sounds like an Amber Alert. Mm, no. <laughs> no, we'll make sure that there's some paperwork. Oh, my gosh. Or something. Uh, so, yeah. <clears throat> so you currently are working with elementary, but you work with all kinds of kids. So, mm-hmm. you know, you talked about finding kind of your purpose, and mm-hmm. you talked about the different schooling that you went to. I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of people nowadays 
have a hard time figuring that out this early in their life. Like, you know, out of high school, go to college and mm-hmm. just kind of figure it out. Um, how did you know that this was what you wanted to do? Um, I always knew that I wanted to help people in some way. Um, and that's kind of why I went to psychology route in undergrad. Um, but I really wanted to do like the groundwork and I was actually going to change my major when I was at DCU from psychology to social work, but it was going to take me way too long to graduate. Mm. So I was like, I forget it. (laughs) So, um, after, after undergrad, I actually went straight to grad school. I went to George Washington university. Um, assuming that, you know, hey, I don't know what I want to do, but I'm pretty smart. You know, people expect me to just kind of, you know, stay smart. So let me <laughs> just go to grad school and see what happens. Yeah. That was a fail. Okay. <laughs> it was. I, I witnessed that. lasted a few months. <laughs> I actually pursued public health the first time around. Um, and, you know, I learned the hard way that, you know, at some point you have to kind of break out of the mold of what everybody expects you to do and figure out life like for yourself. Right. You yeah. know, what it is that you really want to do. So I took some time off after I left George Washington, and that's when I actually realized that I really liked working with kids. Um, I went back to a nonprofit in D.C. that um, they have a teen program that I was in as a teen. And my mentor, um, one of my mentors from there, he got me a job back at that same nonprofit. And I started working with some of the kids there, and I really enjoyed that. Um, And so after that, I was like, well, you know, I really enjoy working with kids, not necessarily like in the classroom, but like in real life aspects. And I felt like social work was one of the um, kind of quickest ways to do that, and quickest, one of the best ways for me to do that. And so I went to Howard and I got my master's in social work and I kept kept it moving. So why do you think uh, George Washington didn't work out? Was it the, you know, the, fo- um, the major? Or? George Washington didn't work out because I, I wasn't ready. Okay. I wasn't ready for grad school. I didn't want to pursue public health. I I pursued public health because I, uh, when I was getting ready to graduate from VCU, I had an internship mm-hmm. um, that was kind of mixing psychology and public health. And while I enjoyed it at the time, I think I tried to extend that past the season, mm-hmm. and I wasn't supposed to. I wasn't supposed to. Yeah. And you know, I tried to tried to you know extend it and tried to make it work, but I just didn't. I wasn't enjoying it. I really wasn't feeling public health. Um, at the time, I really wasn't feeling George Washington, and that's no slight to the school. I just right, it right. wasn't my environment, um, and it just it just wasn't for me. So I had to kind of make a decision: like either you're going to keep going doing something that really honestly is making you miserable, <laughs> or you're going to take a step back and you know just be okay with not knowing for right now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, which uh, will probably give us a key transition point here. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah. means that you had to find a moment of inspiration. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, here what we do is uh, we do inspiration. I don't know if you knew that. Yes, yes we do. Um, <laughs> we do inspiration, and then also, um, you know, it, it's it's not a completely um, uh, full frontal element in your in your design with the blog. But we know that faith uh, plays a huge role in what you do mm-hmm. and why you decided to create that. Um, can you speak to those two things for a second? Can you speak to what, um, was there like a seedbed moment for you? Uh, not just about the degree, but just in saying, you know what, this has to be, I know you said that, you know, you realized you, you were good with kids, but, um, mm-hmm. was it, uh, I'll give you a, a horrible example. Um, we believe that inspiration is birthed from anything. And I do mean anything, you know, um, 
uh, a few episodes, not a few episodes, man, we've been, this is episode 24. Praise yeah. the Lord. How about that? Um, I'm, th- I'm thinking about episode six. Uh, <laughs> I, I had somebody on and, you know, their whole thing now is uh, they're looking to um, create a nonprofit uh, that mm-hmm. the donations um, that they receive from what they want to do is going to go towards um, battered women's shelters. And the only reason is because they ended up becoming a battered wife. Had they never gone mm-hmm. through that, then they never would have wanted to do mm. anything like this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, she said that head shake. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, was, the, was there a moment? Uh, it doesn't have to be bad. I'm just saying that. Was there a moment where you where something just clicked and you were just like, hey, yo, this is, this is real? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so there's that, <laughs> if, if you're willing. Um, and then also, Woo! again, like uh, that, that faith element, though. Um, yeah. You know, how, did, how did God move in, in, in that with you? There was a moment. Um, So when I, in the midst of me, you know, leaving George Washington and before I went to Howard, just trying to figure out life, um, you know, and figure out young adulthood, um, to make a long story short, I wound up in a pretty bad, not even a relationship, but situationship, I guess. Oh, Um, you said the word. Situationship. no, Jesus, no, not situationship. Yeah, situationship. And um, it, if we're being quite honest, it kind of broke me down. Um, And it really showed me like places within myself that really were just raw and like unhealed. And the unfortunate reality is, you know, there are people out here who see that in you and will harp on that. Um, and will uh, kind of use it to their advantage, and that happened to me. Um, and so by the time you know all was said and done, I was, to be quite honest, I was really heartbroken. Um, I was really dealing with depression, and I was just struggling to figure out, like, yo, how did this happen to me? Um, because anybody who knows me knows that, you know, I've always been really smart. I've always been about my business, like, no nonsense. And then, boom, <laughs> this happened. And it's like, I felt so exposed. I felt so ashamed and I was like yo I have to find a way to crawl myself out of this place because it was just really dark for a while and so honestly like it, it had like, I, I know it was God talking to me like you need to do this not just for yourself but for other people um and so in me starting it I don't even know if if I knew I wanted it to be a blog I just started writing um, I found a way to create a website and I just started like writing things. And it was really me just talking to myself, like about, you know, how to heal my heart and how to find my way, you know, mm. back to not even back to who I was before, but like to who I knew I was supposed to be, who God had called me to be. Mm. Um, and, uh, in the midst of that, you know, I actually started getting more involved at, at my church. I, um, started getting involved with the youth ministry at my church. And even that freaked me out because I'm like, wait a minute. In the midst of like going through all of this nonsense right now, I told you, I felt really exposed. I felt really ashamed and guilty. And um, I got connected with the youth ministry and that just kind of like flourished. And I I was like kind of confused for a second. I'm like, okay, God, like you got me going. Through, like I'm going through all of this stuff. But not you, but I'm in this position. I'm going through all of this stuff, but I'm still being called to do these things in the midst of it. And, um, yeah, you know, the youth ministry was great. I started, you know, doing that. And with the blog, I started connecting with people and telling them about it. Um, you know, it was still, it it started off really slow because like I said, I was scared because I felt really exposed and I, 
didn't want everybody to know about, you know, what I was going through, even though I wasn't mm-hmm. talking about it directly. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how it kind of started. So it, so, it, it, there was definitely a story. <laughs> so do you think that, uh, you were feeling guilt, you said guilty and ashamed. Mm-hmm. Do you think those were things mm-hmm. that outside forces were making you feel or were those things that you were kind of putting on yourself? Um, I, I guess I would kind of say both. Mm-hmm. You know, I was definitely raised a certain way. I was definitely raised in like a Christian household in a Christian family. Um, like you, you, you save yourself until you get married and you, you wait and you do things the, the proper way. And that's, right. I had every intention upon doing so. And I prided myself on being that person until <laughs> someone, you know, I, I came in contact with someone and all of that came crumbling down. And I, I, I didn't know how to like, it was a situation. That's why they call it a situation. For anybody yeah. who was listening right. and wasn't really <laughs> sure, there you go. Yeah. You're no, welcome. I think, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because I often find that the church talks about having grace for mm. people who go through this stuff. And then when someone they don't expect to go through it goes through it, they don't find the grace. And then mm. you end up feeling the way you do. Well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, unless you've been there... I think it's hard for you to fulfill the calling that you have and help people who are there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a big piece. Uh, and I know that that's, you know, one of the things we always, you know, always talk about it over here, but we do uh, just the, the status of grace in people's lives or just the misused, misunderstood or abused uh, circumstances of grace in people's lives is something that's very, very real because their definitions are so, I don't know, they're tinted in, in, in the lens of uh, um, probably some very graceless people. And so, you know, when you come across yeah. folks like that that are supposed to have their arms wide open and then they don't or, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and that's one of the reasons why I'm actually I'm, I'm glad that you're here because I think that that's a, a big part of um, from what I've seen and from what I've listened to uh, you've been doing uh, for, for mm-hmm. quite some time now. You know, what you do is you give people the opportunity to have grace for themselves. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, I think that'll be another perfect segue. Um, so I know that you got a, a, a bit of material for us this evening. I guess you mm-hmm. could call it a sample, if you will. Uh, but yeah, why don't you mm-hmm. go ahead and talk to us and just uh, walk us through um, what you were uh, what you were looking to grace us with this evening. Literally, grace. How about that? Cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, looking to grace us with this evening, and we're, we might chime in from 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 sure. from, from here and there. Just uh, just be ready. Because uh, we're gonna, okay. we're probably going to bogart. We're not going to raise our hands. So just, <laughs> but but do what you do. Do you, Bebe? Okay, you know okay. So uh, I wanted to talk about um, purpose over feelings, and this is something that I've talked about on my blog before, and I keep talking about it because it's something that um, is very personal to me. All right, so I'm a um, Bogart already. So why 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 yeah. feelings? Because oh, I, I told you this is coming. No. Yeah. <laughs> And now, the reason why it was funny because when I saw she sent me the, ter- the material, I was like, "Ooh, get it." Um, no, but it's, it's funny because I just remember I had posted something having to do with uh, something very, very similar. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. about a month or so ago, and I mean, I somebody tried to wreck my shop on what? Take a while, guess Facebook. Good job. Um, and it was just like, I'm telling you to stay off of there. <laughs> but I was. They were like, "Yeah, but your feelings." Like, you know, you you know, some people, they get real isogetical on stuff like this. God gave us feelings. Yes, this is very, very true. He gave us a whole bunch of stuff. 
Um, he also gave us wisdom and discernment. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no. So um, oh, I can't wait. Somebody. <laughs> we also took high. some stuff he didn't plan to give us. This is very true. Uh, so yeah, before you go any further, why yeah. why why not feelings? Why because feelings are, are such a, a good thing for us, and I'm sure you're gonna break some of that down anyway. But let's dispel yeah. some or confirm or dispel some myths for me, please. Okay, why not feelings? Well, I, so let me start by saying this. Your feelings are valid and like everybody has them and you're never not going to have them. So, you know, it's okay to have them and it's okay to process through them and, you know, to just deal with them. However, if you allow your feelings to reign and rule over your life to the point where they're they are directing which path you're going or what you're doing or what you're not doing, you're going to be running in circles forever. And you have to have some resolve that's above what you feel because your feelings are, they should not dictate what it is that you're doing. You know, yes, listen to them. Yes. You know, if, if, you know, there are some adjustments that you need to make because of them, sure. But at the end of the day, you have to have something above what it is that you're feeling because one day you could feel this way. The next day you could feel another way. And that means you're going to be walking in circles forever. Mm. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I think you've explained it. Uh, do you have something? Yeah, that, you okay. used a word there and you said mm-hmm. your, your feelings are valid. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think I know the intention with what you're using, but this is a thought mm-hmm. I've had a lot recently because I think that when people feel that their feelings are valid, they feel that their actions are valid. Mm-mm. And sometimes... Make me off. And, you know, sometimes we... We might have felt it like I think feelings are are real in the sense that we are feeling them, um, but mm-hmm. lacking context or lacking understanding of a situation, uh, we may look back and go, "Oh my gosh, I, that feeling absolutely was there. It was real. It made me, you know, change the way I thought about something, or it made me act a certain way." Um, but with the, you know, the the arming of hindsight, I might see that maybe that feeling wasn't actually validated. Um, mm-hmm you're the one who has way more degrees than I do on, on the mind. So, you know, correct me if I'm completely wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me if my, if my feeling is valid. <laughs> well, well, this is, this is what I say. And I say this to, to my kids at work all the time. And I say this to people all the time. Nobody can ever tell you you're wrong for how you feel. But right. it's the way that you act on how you feel that creates problems. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you better speak. Yeah. Right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, you know, and I think that's why I say, like, take your time to process it. Take your time to really sit with it if you need to. Don't, you don't have to stay there, but you can sit with it and, you know, allow it to 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 well, allow yourself to, you know, think about it. But, you know, the thing about feelings is, like I said, they, they are valid. You know, you can give yourself that space, but the way you act on them is not always going to be valid. And that is what can make you wrong. Mm hmm. And you have to be careful with that. All right. So I think that we've we've established. Uh, uh, I was going to say, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, not forget your feelings, but but set them aside for now. Yeah. I mean, okay, I just cool. know depending on the feelings, you can go from actually a hip hop artist to just like singing all the time on your albums instead. All right. Look, post Lamone. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more about Drake, but yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, he comes out of that every now and again because his writers do really good, edgy hip-hop. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I said that out loud. Yeah, yeah, keep that keep that up there. I, w- I want him to hear it. I'm praying for you, Drake. Anyway, uh, so now please proceed. Yes. 
I promise uh, I will yes. be bogarting anytime <laughs> soon. I think so. Lies. Back back to the topic. So purpose over feelings, and and what it looks like to pursue purpose while navigating through difficult feelings. Um, the reality is, in this life, we're going to have some some difficult emotional experiences. Um, they're going to be there. You have to find a way to pursue purpose even in the midst of those things um and when we're talking about like the things that are going on externally and internally in this day and age in society it is constant it's swarming it's so many things um from social media and that is a whole like concept with mm, yeah. <laughs> we can we can social spend a whole episode on that later because you know it can be it can be a wonderful tool and a wonderful space, you know, to to learn from. And if you have a business or even just to connect with people. But social media also breeds uh, the space for comparison. It, you mm-hmm. know, has like a, a lot of a, a false reality on it in, in a way. Hmm. Um, it can kind of as much as it can connect us with people, it can also disconnect us from people like in real life. Yeah, that's um, true. So like I said, social media is something within itself. If you're dealing with like family issues, uh, things going on with relationships and friends and just competing priorities um, and just life, things that happen in life. Um, Internally, people can be dealing with things that are going on in their minds. Um, Again, comparison or pressures to perform or be what others may expect. And these are things that I can speak from personal experience. Um, I spoke earlier about the whole GW thing and uh, what caused me to kind of go there and pursue that, even though I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, just a lot of things that can happen in life. And, you know, obviously this is a limited list, but life is going to happen. What are you going to do right. when life doesn't stop happening? Are you going to subject yourself to the feelings that come up because of it? Or are you going to find some type of way to stand on your two feet and pursue purpose? Um, because that's what's going to bring you fulfillment and that's what's going to call allow you to do what God has called you to do. Mm. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, so as as Christians, you know, we really should be looking to help people find their purpose and mm-hmm. and achieve that purpose. Yet people are really good at masking their feelings. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how do we go about reaching people or knowing when someone might be going through something that, that might be derailing what it is they're trying to achieve and, and then how do we come along and help them? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I, in, in, in that arena, honestly, you will have to really be in a space where you can authentically connect with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that requires us to kind of step away from like our ego and step away from um, things that kind of blind us from seeing people as people. Yeah. Um, like I said, we have a lot of things that are going on around us in the world that um, I think uh, mess with like our, our perception of people. And like, yeah. um, unfortunately, we, we have come to a space where we think that people are kind of like disposable and, you know, we don't really value relationships with people. We don't really value people like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that's the first step is really being in a place where you really value relationships and you value people because mm. that allows you to see them. Mm. Um, and if you are really able, in my, at least my, my perspective, if you're able to really value people and you're, you're connected with people, you can kind of sense like, Hmm, like something's going on here. Or like 
something, something's up. And, you know, if you have a relationship with that person, then you should be able to connect with them and see like, you know, hey, what's what's going on? Like, you know, and just be there for them or be give them space, you yeah, know, to yeah. talk about whatever it is yeah. Yeah, um, that may be going on that's stopping them from pursuing purpose. Yeah, I think that's um, it, it sounds kind of flimsy sometimes, but I don't care because it works. Uh, when we talk about accountability, um, I think yep. that's a big piece of it uh, just because um, you always end up having to give an account. You know what I'm saying? And you can think of that however you want to, even financially with transactions. You have to do deposits as opposed to withdrawals. But, you know, you can't give much of an account if there's no account to give. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so yeah. I feel like um, in, in today's society, you are correct. I think that uh, there is definitely a need for us to do a lot more um, uh, organic uh, good old, like I say, I, I say, call me old fashioned a lot, but I realize that um, a lot of the the means and the mechanisms that we use um, in in today's society to cultivate relationships really isn't cultivating mm-hmm. relationships. It's 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 serving a purpose, um, and that purpose is usually very very self centered. And yeah, um, you know, I would say that that's one of the reasons why I think this is so important and why this is so necessary because uh, if um, if if we're not, you know, I mean, I always take it back to the Bible. If we're not looking at uh, the model of relationship that Jesus had with his people. And remember, you know, he knew those people really, really well. And um, I think the reason why it was so funny for me to, to look at Jesus and, and everything that he did is because we think about how love, like how loving and caring Jesus was. You know what I'm saying? But we, we tend to forget how many times he cussed people out. <laughs> and the thing about it is, you got to remember, Jesus loved everybody he came into contact with. Mm-hmm. And that probably even includes the Pharisees and it includes, you know, the Sadducees and everybody else. So even though when he's checking them, you know, at the same time, he's doing it because they came from a place of love and nobody knows anybody better than Jesus. You know, and the same thing with the disciples, he cussed them out more times than he probably did the Pharisees, to be perfectly honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I feel like uh, when we are addressing um, all of the stuff that we're talking about here, I think that it's a must to, to have that seabed. Uh, of some type of accountability. And I also, um, one of the things I wanted to uh, talk to or ask you real quick is uh, to that mm-hmm. extent, you know, you can't really do accountability without, you know, without having two people at least involved. You know what I'm saying? It's like it, it really does kind of take two to tango or, yeah. you know, back in the day when it said it takes a village. Um, you know, speak to speak to that. Like, um, how do you... Um, uh, what what are some some ways that you you cultivate that kind of interface to to make sure that you have uh, formed secure solid relationships to be able to proceed and get into people's worlds and do stuff like that? Um, it's not easy. I'll start there. <laughs> it's definitely not easy. But um, again, I think a lot of it starts with with me um, and internally with myself. Like you know, if I'm not being honest with myself and I'm not true with myself, other people can see that and other people can read that. And so obviously I'm not going to be able to connect with them in a way if I'm not that with myself. So yeah. first of all, you got to check yourself. Like, are you good with you? Before you wreck um, yourself. <laughs> Sorry, it's there. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the as life. far as, you know, being able to create accountability, you know, I think one of the things, you know, is being genuine, being consistent, um, and those things. And, you know, when you are genuine and when you're consistent, then it kind of like the defense is kind of lower and then people can accept like the accountability piece that comes in. Um, and so I can speak from from two ends for, for me personally and to have people around me that um, hold me accountable. 
uh, I think something that I'm working on, I definitely have to practice being more vulnerable and letting people in. Yeah. That's really mm. important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's hard for me sometimes because again, um, you know, I feel exposed and I feel like, Oh, you know, judgment might come in, but you know, if you have people that are real around you, that really care about you, it doesn't necessarily, I mean, it might in the beginning, but it doesn't necessarily feel like judgment. It feels like they care about you and they want to see you win. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. Well, a lot of times we're aware end. of it already. Like we're we're aware of how we're screwing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but telling somebody and now knowing that somebody knows that suddenly we're yeah. gonna we're gonna try a little bit harder maybe because it wouldn't just yeah. be letting myself down, which is easy to right. do. But I might be letting somebody else down now. Yeah. And no, James exactly. five tells us that confession heals. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that that's like the biggest element that people really hate doing now because we have to keep these facades. It's all about highlight reels. It's not about your cutting room floor. Uh, and the minute anybody sees your cutting room floor, then I'm sorry, your life is over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, there's yeah. there's no way that you're going to come back from that. There's no, there's, uh, yeah. man, please. Uh, Lord, I just love telling people to shut up. We just keep um, building these paper to, towns yeah, of our life. Anyway. And uh, yeah, purpose, purpose, Brie. Yeah, continue <laughs> purpose. Because yeah. I can go off on that one. Let's, let's not. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, like I said earlier, one of the things that I really like to do is to provide, like, tangible strategies like okay we're talking about purpose this is something that for some people it's like all right now what it's kind of up in the sky what do i do now so i always say like this this is not like a blanket you know situation this is not a a, a one size fits all thing this is something that has worked for me and this is something that you know you can tailor it to your own life so the first step obviously finding your purpose how do you do that so for me, things that have worked and I'm things that I believe will work for other people is, first of all, you have to quiet the mental chatter because you have to understand, like, there are going to be certain things that are going on in your mind, like, all the time. And you have to know, first of all, that you have the power to do it and you have to exercise that power to, like, shut some of that stuff in your mind down. Because if it's not, if it's not of benefit, then why are you allowing it to roam in your mind? Mm. Um, Say it for the people and, in the back, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, getting connected with God, that's where you're going to find out what your purpose is. For me, you know, when I was going through all of that mess, at, you know, at, at the time, um, I told you guys, like, I, I got back. I mean, I was still going to church, but like really getting into church, going to youth ministry like every Friday, having people around me that were my age, you know, that were, you know, going hard for God and that were, you know, being examples and I was able to stay connected with God, even in the midst of the mess that I was going through. And, you know, I also, um, at the time, like I really increased my prayer life. Like I would literally, like, I remember I would have times where I would just sit on the floor of my room and just like, you know, when we pray, we talk to God, like, God, you know, I'm going through this right now and I really need you to do this. And I really need you to do that. I'm hurting right now and I really need healing. And I really need this. And we're always talking, but how can you listen if you're always talking? Like, just <laughs> be I say that still to Jordan all the and time. Listen. Oh, really? <laughs> uh-huh. no, say that again for the devil you know, in the back. Yeah. And like, just still be be still. And I think we we undervalue the power of like stillness. And like, you yeah, don't yeah. have to be Absolutely. going, going, going all the time. You don't Come have to be pursuing all of this. You know, just listen. Um, and in that stillness, your purpose can be you know revealed to you. Okay. Yeah. Um. So after that, you know, all right, cool. Now I know my purpose is now what? 
this is where it starts getting a little bit scary. Hmm. You have to actually pursue it. You have to make a jump. Oh, you no. have to step out on faith. You have to do something probably that you haven't done before. You don't just go um, to Guitar Center and, and just, never mind, go ahead. So, hmm. <laughs> when, um, you know, I started the Art of V, I, you know, had never really done like a, anything in this arena before. Um, it, again, required me to be vulnerable in a way that I hadn't been before. I had to be honest with myself about, you know, how I was feeling. Um, and then like, you know, starting any new endeavor is scary because it's like, it's new, it's new territory. Um, and from starting from what I, you know, created in 2016 to today, it's obviously transformed into something, you know, I won't say different, but way bigger than what I imagined, you know, when I first started, but had I not actually taking the steps towards it or kind of like jumped out there, I'd still be hoarding this to myself and not being able to connect with people. And I wouldn't be talking to you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I think we, uh, we start to see some, some fruit and we start to see some growth in stuff when it really is our purpose and we really are on the right track. And I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, God's way of just confirming that, you know, the effort and time that you're putting into this, you know, it is what I want you to do because that's, I think that's the another hard thing, right? When people take that mm-hmm. leap, they expect to uh, immediately land on their feet. <laughs> no, you should. That's what I was trying to yeah. tell you. Man. You're gonna, you're yeah, the problem is too many people just roll an ankle when they land. Nah, <laughs> and then, you know, well, not going to jump again. Yeah, no, they, yeah. They, that's the... Uh, I knew I knew a guy one time. Um, they did like a starting lineup for it was like a rec league basketball game. I kid you not. Um, and he was uh, he was announced and he was getting ready to like run onto the court to high five the team, and he rolled his ankle and, and fell on the ground. And, and that was pretty much it. And that's mm. that's kind of the the picture that I, I get sometimes from folks like they they like they're ready to get in the game, but at, at, at first stumble, <laughs> like they're just they're just done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I just uh, I don't really know what to do with that. I just it just came to my mind. Well, I mean, I'm gonna you, shut up. You're, you're never gonna yeah. fulfill your purpose if you stop trying the moment something goes wrong. True. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah exactly. There you go. Yeah. I'm here for you. Good. Good. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Continue. And even then, like connecting that to like real life, you know, the minute an unfavorable experience happens, or the minute you don't get the feedback you want. Yeah. Or the minute, you know, you don't, if we're, I guess, in the arena of social media, the minute you don't get as many likes as you want, or the minute you don't get yeah. as many listeners as you want. Yep. Oh, I'm not feeling this now, so yep. uh, I guess I'll put this to the side. This must not be it. And it's like, no, you don't know that. Yeah, yeah. This is how, this is a part of the process. I mean, that's what you need, though. Keep you, going. Hey, listen, you have to have a million followers, okay? You have to have um, 273,000 likes. Um and you know the crazy part about that is uh, that's it, it speaks to to the falsity of that stuff as well because I just remember I don't know if you've have you ever uh, you heard of Dana Chanel before Dana Chanel yeah. and Prince Donnell okay mm-hmm. yeah so she was telling a story one time about um, some girl that she knew on Instagram that had like over a million followers two million or something like that um, mm-hmm. and you know for for what it's worth that just means that her algorithm had to have been somewhat strong um, mm-hmm. but. She said, uh, you know, she was just trying to will whatever she was doing. Baby girl was trying to sell some T-shirts and she couldn't even sell like a box of 36. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, ew. Mm. Ew, bitch. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Which, I mean, also speaks to what she was talking about as well. And I think that actually that that feeds well into our conversation in a sense. She was was talking about when you 
um, when you realize that you are a part of something that like bigger than yourself, then things like social media no longer matter. You know, and I was mm-hmm. just saying that big ups to Dana Chanel because she's got like over six hundred thousand followers on Insta, but her app. Um, in Jesus' name, something I'm willing to touch the hem of her garment on, uh, has over 8 million uh, subscribers Mm -hmm. and is doing very, very well. So, you know, it's just, um, and I know that that probably did not come easy. I know that there were probably some nights where she was probably cussing something decent. Um, but nonetheless, she was able to, to persevere. And that's, that's that word I was getting ready to talk Mm -hmm. to you about. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and after persevering, she's, she's able to see the fruit of that. Uh, so I'm um, not sure what direction you were headed in next, but talk about the process of perseverance in dealing with purpose over feelings. What you got there? That definitely aligns with what I was getting ready to talk about next. See, look um, at God. <laughs> the last step that I was talking about was consistency and discipline. So we can add perseverance to that. Um, you know, of course, jumping out there and doing it is, is hard. You know, that is scary. But even harder is doing something consistently and being disciplined and, again, persevering when life gets hard. You know, I the RDB is something that I do, you know, after a full day of dealing with y'all's children in the schoolhouse. (laughs) 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 And it is not easy. Um, you know, and it's something that I'm continuing to 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 build. And I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of things that I want to do with it, but I'm still navigating life, you know, outside of this. And there are days when I'm tired. There are days when emotionally I just don't have it. There are days when I feel like, honestly, if we're being real, like, I don't really know if 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 my voice is making a difference. I have these moments and it's like, OK, going back to like quieting ment- the mental chatter. I have to snap out of it and I have to realize that in order for me to really pursue my purpose and do what I'm supposed to do and do it well, I'm going to have to be consistent and I'm going to have to find a way to be disciplined um, and to persevere through difficult moments. And you're going to have to figure out like out of all of the things that are kind of like going on in life, you're going to have to figure out what's worth the battle. Like, is this something that I need to take up right now or can I put this down so that my focus can be where it needs to be? Um, You know, consistency and discipline is somewhere that, you know, I'm trying to become stronger in, in all aspects of my life, but especially when it comes to, you know, my blog, my business. Um, But I think that this is where a lot of people fall down because this is where you have to show up when people aren't looking. Yeah, this is where, you know, you have to do that hard work. And, you know, it, it, it this is this is where the results come out of. So. Yeah, so you yeah. said you're you're working on better discipline. I know that I will be mm-hmm. authentic and vulnerable right now. <laughs> and I will mm-hmm. say that is uh, such a, a dirty word to me because it's the one I, <laughs> I struggle with the most, just being disciplined. Nice. Um, because mm-hmm. there, there are things in my life that I know that I'm called to. Um, but mm-hmm. when it's, you know, 8.30 at night and I'm tired and... Uh, I don't want to do it. And, uh, you know, discipline is the, the hardest thing. And there's, there's some people that are just wired to just go, go, go 24-7. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there might be other things that they struggle with instead. But there's a lot of people who, you know, struggle with, with that part of it. They're great with the vision, but hard, hard to get into the trenches. So when you say you're working hard at, at improving your discipline, what are some of the things that you're doing? Or what are some of the ways you think you might be able to improve that? Um, So some of the things that I started doing, um, getting more organized with, you know, what it is that I'm trying to do overall, 
mm-hmm. um, you know, I realized like, okay, this is something that I'm obviously really passionate about. It's starting to pick up steam. What would happen if I put more effort and more energy into it? And once I started seeing like, oh, snap, it's starting to land well. Like this is actually something that's really starting to build. Like I can't keep doing it at the same level and expecting, you know, the same results. So it, it, I just kind of wanted it a little bit more. And so I started getting more organized um, with the things that I was doing. And as far as my schedule, like I had to realize, like, okay, my job is what it is. This is how I sustain myself. This is, you know, what I'm doing. I have to figure out, like, when I get off work, what is my schedule going to look like? Am I going to sit on the couch and scroll Instagram or Mm -hmm. am I going to put my phone down? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or am I going to, you know, sit up and get ready to either record or am I going to plan to record? Do I need to make some some phone calls and contact people? You know, things like that. Um, You know, obviously it's something that, like I said, I'm still working on, but... I don't know. Something just hit like a little bit different because this is something that I'm really passionate about. And I realized like, okay, I've been doing this for, this is the fourth year. Um, and if I want something different, I'm going to have to do something different. My life is what it is. And I'm going to have to like make some changes and some shifts and commit to them. Um, you know, I sometimes I, I'll miss the mark. Sometimes I'll say I want to do something and I don't do it. Um, but the key is not to continue to do that, not allow that to become a pattern. Like, okay, I said I was going to do this on Monday. I didn't do it. I'm not going to beat myself up for it, but I am going to get it done at some, you know, in within a certain amount of time. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm with you on that one. Trust me. And uh, I think that's why this is so prevalent because I think everybody has something inside of them that they know uh, God is calling out of them, that God is calling them to do, um, whether they believe or not. They, they know that there's something in them that they know they're supposed to be doing. And I mean, yeah. it's the same thing, you know what I'm saying? Like I got, you know, this, I'm, I'm trying to put pages on these books. I'm trying to, you know, we're doing this. Like we said before, this is not a labor of love. Um, this is a labor of, 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 of necessity and call. Um, yeah, then, I hate then, doing then the, this. Then the love comes. I mean, the love comes after. <laughs> Shut up, man. Let <laughs> me mess with my stuff, bro. I think I misspoke the first time. It is a labor of love. But, uh, still, uh, there's just there's a whole lot that comes to it, you know. But at the same time, God has been real, 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 real faithful in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's other things. Just thinking about, like, the next five years of my life, the next five years in devs, you know what I'm saying? Looking and seeing what you're going to do in the next five. Um, it is no surprise uh, that we can have this conversation and just be able to relate off the jump because um, I can only imagine what four years worth of a blog has to look like, you know what I'm saying? And everything that has become now, you got videos, you know, you got uh, resources and material that you're going to tell us about in just a second. And, um, you know, you, you've got, you've got all these things. And at, at the same time, it's funny because now we get to, we get to kind of follow suit and, you know, just, uh, for what it's worth and the fact that you did get your masters before I got mine, um, really hate saying that about a lot of my students, but you know, what, what can you do? Um, you know, it just, it, it, it does speak to, a lot of different things, but I know one of the things that you've always had, um, and I would always champion within you is, is just the mindset, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, that's, that's my key word, you know, um, but mindset is something that is really, really necessary, uh, in today's age, because just to be perfectly honest, uh, I, I love y'all, uh, you're good, but too many millennials and too many Gen Zers who are responsible for a lot of our future do not have a proper mindset. Um, and it's just my belief. I'll take it to my grave. And no, they're not the only ones. I mean, I am technically a millennial still, which is wild. 
Um, but, you know, there are a lot of folks I know that are 10 years my senior, 20 years my senior, who just, they don't have it. You know, and God bless them, I love them. I pray for them. But, you know, they always talk about what could have been, or this, that, and the other. I'm like, ain't you still breathing? Um, yeah. <laughs> that means you can, you can probably still do something, I, I, I think, just a little. Well, that's yeah. nothing new. Every generation's that way. It's just that when you start to interact with the younger generations and start to engage with them after you've accomplished stuff, you start to see it in them. Oh, yeah. But every generation struggles with the same thing. That's why only so many people are actually successful. Mm, <laughs> mm. So That is true. Very uncomfortable conversations happening here. Um, <laughs> Don't come after the millennials. I get mad when people come after you know, generations I mean, I really, as a yeah, whole. I don't. I don't. I, be, I, I believe. I think y'all know. I believe, and I'm sure I got to teach some suckers almost every doggone day. So, um, but that just sounded really, really bad. I teach them suckers. Mm-hmm. That's what I got to do. No, I mean, yeah. I, for what it's worth, I realize that every single generation uh, possesses some type of trait uh, that we could all take a lesson from. And, you know, for, for what it's worth, I know that especially with millennials and Gen Zers, um, this, the, the, the freeness in their spirit, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the creativity within them, you know, um, I think, what was it, uh, John Gray said something before, and I think this is really what ties it all down. She was just talking about scrolling, you know, I, they are the most gifted generation, but they're also the most distracted. People tend to generalize a lot with millennials. They and, really know, do. They do. They do. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that they don't. Especially cranky professors. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm glad I never had you as a student. Boy. Yeah, you are. Oh, you're so <laughs> dumb, man. <sighs> I would have been your oldest student. <laughs> so yeah, give us some closure on this, and then uh, yeah, I want to talk about uh, your blog for a couple of seconds. Yeah. Give you some. Give you some shine. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as the process, those are the three things that, you know, I say are tangible steps that we can take. Finding your purpose. So in the midst of that, quieting mental chatter, listening to God, being still, pursuing it after it's been revealed. Take a jump. Step out on faith. And the third thing, which can be hard, but it is worth it, is being consistent and disciplined and adding perseverance to that. Um, You know, if you truly want to pursue your purpose... Um, you're going to have to filter out some of the nonsense and figure out what's really important to you. And, you know, at the end of the day, God would not have put it there. or God would not have revealed that to you if it was supposed to lie dormant. You're supposed to do something with it and you're supposed to put some action behind it. So, yeah, that's it. Purpose over feelings. Purpose over feelings. Amen. The doors of the church are open. Mm. Oh, my God. Is there (laughs) one today? Mm. Cool, cool. All right, girl. Well, um, you you have a wealth of information because uh, uh, if not, we we would not have you on the podcast. I'm just being objectively <laughs> honest. Uh, but no, we really I, I appreciate that, homie. I really really appreciate it. Uh, tell people uh, where they can find your information, and also, do you have a social media presence? The actual blog is the Art of B. So the Art A R T of B B E dot org. Um, that is where everything is uploaded. Um, I'm most present on Instagram, so that's at the Art of B. Um, on Instagram, I do uh, Wellness Wednesdays, so you'll see my face most Wednesdays talking about different subjects. Again, talking about healing um, through elevation of mind, body, and spirit. Um, I also, at the beginning of this year, um, you know, I realized that people really get hype over New Year's resolutions. 
Um, and that's wonderful. Go for your goals, you know, go after whatever it is that you're trying to do. But oftentimes we kind of skip over what it's going to look like for us to care for ourselves in the midst of pursuing those goals. And so I created a, um, a self-care guide that is actually on the blog that allows you to explore things that really help you take care of yourself um, and to fill that out. It's blank so you can fill it out for yourself. And it's a guide that you'll have as you pursue your goals, as you pursue you know, your new year resolutions so that you can really make a priority out of taking care of yourself. So like things that you like to do that are just your top, you know, five self-care activities, um, things that you like to do that are healthy, that reduce stress, things that you like to do when you are feeling down or feeling sad and things that, you know, help you take care of yourself that are free or um, economically friendly because sometimes financial wellness falls, falls outside of self-care. And that's mm. important because you mm. can't, you know, go broke trying to take care of yourself because that's not cute. So, uh <laughs> That is on the website as well. And, you know, as the year progresses, I plan to put more, you know, content like that out and more actual like resources that people can use um, out because I'm all about providing like tangible things to make lofty concepts reality for people. Mm. Cool. Well, amen. All right, girl. Well, yeah, thank you again so much. And we are actually looking forward to having Brie up here possibly quarterly. Uh, to come up here and bless y'all with some more stuff to help take care of you because we know, um, at least me, I don't take care of me enough. So I'm just going to go ahead and use her to do that uh, from here on out. It'd be great. Uh, But yeah, uh, and everybody else, thank you guys for for listening. Uh, It's been a pleasure. Thank you as always for rocking with us. And of course, remember, continue to be inspired to inspire because that's what the inspired one does. I'm Jordan. I'm Devin. And we will catch you next time, people. Peace. to eye is a production of inspired one enterprises thanks again for listening to the latest and greatest episode please don't forget to follow us on fb inspired one enterprises on insta at i to i podcast that is i underscore the number two underscore i podcast and of course don't forget to subscribe on your favorite platform uh, leave those five stars and a generous review because you love us and want us to be successful You know, like we want you to be successful. You know, it's like the whole reason why we made this thing. Come on, man. Uh, Anyway, thank you once again for rocking with us. And please continue to be inspired to inspire because that's what the inspired one does. Yeah, y'all take it easy. We'll catch you next time. One love. Peace.